everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Entree Pastors podcast. My name is John Sanders. I am one of the co-founders of Entree Pastors, and I'm here today to wrap up a little four-part mini-series we've been in this week, having a conversation around this topic of new wineskins. I've been making the case that the church needs more new wineskins at this season, not less, and we need less old, crusty wineskins, not more. Sadly, there's a lot of old, crusty wineskins in the church right now, and uh, I hope that's not you. I pray if if you have the heart of an old, crusty wineskin that you would repent, get right with Jesus, and ask him to give you the heart of a new wineskin. And if you're if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, you're like, what in the world is this guy talking about? You need to go back to the first episode of this little mini-series. So go back about three episodes and you'll hear me kind of unpack that metaphor. I didn't make up the metaphor Jesus did uh, in the New Testament where he's comparing the old uh, Pharisees, the, the religious establishment of his day, the ones who should have been at the cutting edge of leading people to recognize the kingdom of God that was at hand, they were the last to see it. Uh, And in many cases, they never did see it. They were the blind. And Jesus, of many things that he said against and about the Pharisees, one of the things he compared them to was old wineskins. And he basically said, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. Back in the old school days of their uh, process of fermenting wine, like in that fermentation process, it would burst the old wineskin as that uh, process happened and, and expanded. So he said, you got to put new wine into new wine skins. And the, the teaching in there is we serve a God who is doing a new thing and he continues to do new things. He often does things differently today than what he did yesterday. And we cannot get set in a rut. We cannot get too rigid in our ways. We can hold fast to the truth, the timeless, unchanging truth of who God is and who we know him to be and the truth that he's revealed to us. This whole series is not about compromising the truth of the gospel or anything like that. Uh, I, I pray and trust you hear my heart on that. This is all about being flexible and moldable and expandable. Like God can do a new thing in and through us and we can adjust with it. We can adapt and and modify and innovate and pioneer and do new things. See, I believe God has never stopped innovating and pioneering and doing new things. Sadly, his church, at least here in the West, largely has locked into some systems and said, this is how we do it. It's how it's supposed to be done. And we've kind of stopped innovating and pioneering and trying new things. And as a matter of fact, just like the Pharisees of old, we line up to shoot arrows at the pioneers, the innovators, and we usually come with our Bible verses and over-spiritualization and make it sound like we have a corner on the truth and they're not doing it the right way. And that old wine skinnery, uh, if you will, has held a lot of pastors back. It's one of the things that keeps pastors who are more leaning toward that new wineskin mentality. It keeps them in that rut because they're afraid of dealing with all the opposition and the pressure. And so anyway, this is not necessarily an exhaustive treaty on the whole conversation, but uh, hopefully adding some things to think about. Just a quick review in this series, I've been making uh, four statements or observations about what what is true of old wineskins, if you will, and then I'm challenging you not to be that, to be the opposite of that. So on day one, quick review, we said old wineskins fail to recognize a new move of God. 
Day two, we said old wineskins reject disruptive ideas and methodologies. They don't care. They are not energized. They would prefer we don't bring disruptive ideas and change to the table. Uh, but new wineskins are very open to that. Uh, day three, yesterday, we said old wineskins lean toward small, rigid thinking. And again, I just described a whole bunch of pastors that I deal with on Facebook in these pastor groups. They think small, they think rigid, and they're quick to be mean and bully and and uh, you know shoot arrows at at people who have bigger thoughts, different thoughts, more flexible thoughts of what's possible and what's okay. So don't be that. Here's the last one. I've been looking forward to this conversation. The last statement that I want to make in today's episode: Old wineskins value outward appearances over actual effectiveness. Let's go back to the Pharisees of the New Testament. They cared way more about the outside of the cup than the inside, heart condition. Jesus exposed that on multiple occasions. They, they, they had a good-looking outward appearance, and inwardly they were as, as dark as the dirt, right? Um, in church world today, I would contend here's what old wineskin thinking and acting and behaving looks like. Old wineskin leaders in the church today are way more concerned with kind of checking the boxes of how church is supposed to be done. I'm using air quotes there because, again, they have a rigid, small, narrow definition of what church is, what pastoring is, how it's supposed to be done, what it should look like. And I care way more about towing the line and looking like I'm doing it the right way rather than actually making an impact through all of my busy church activity. I'm going to say something that's that's going to be hard to hear and I'm not I'm not I'm not a church hater by the way. I believe um the best days of the church are still in front of us. I love the local church. I am not someone who sits and throws bombs at the local church. I've earned the right to point out some problems cuz I'm in the trenches dealing with it. So this is not coming from a heart of hatred, but I'm still going to say something that's true and it's going to be hard for us to hear. I believe by and large the church, the system of the church, the institution of the church is failing to impact our culture for the kingdom of God. For all of the billions of dollars that are given and received into the local church on a yearly basis, for all of the activity, for all of the programs, for all of the lights and noise and sound and all of the things, we are losing our culture. And yet, there's a lot of pastors who, as long as we're still showing up on Sunday and we got the doors open and there's people coming and we're still doing it the same way, I guess I'll be satisfied with the outward appearance, even though the impact is not really there. And I'm painting with a broad brush. Certainly we can find uh, a lot of exceptions to that. And I pray your church is one of them. I pray that your church is thriving and making an impact in the community and making a different uh, a difference. But here's what I would contend. Are you ready for this? I would contend that as the church continues to lose its standing in the culture, which it is, I mean, I don't think we can deny that, more and more, our culture is becoming secular, moving further and further away from God, and it is no longer viewing the church, the institutional church, your church, pastor, as a source of help or a source of truth or a source of hope that, that we turn to in times of adversity, in times of need, in, in seeking direction. Maybe at one point in our, 
in our nation's history, people viewed the church in that way. I don't think that's the case anymore. And if it, even if it is, it, we're losing that quickly. And so more and more, as the church continues to lose its standing in the culture, um, I think it is vital that we adjust our strategy to put the church, including the leaders in the church, out into the marketplace where there are still many hurting people who are far from God, and also those same people in many cases are very open to hearing from that God. They just don't see that the church is a relevant place for any of that to happen. This is a theme we hear time and again in our Entree Pastors podcast as we interview pastors that are involved in marketplace activities through all kinds of different business endeavors. We hear this theme again and again and again from pastors that, John and Les, I get way more opportunities for ministry through my business than I ever get preaching from behind the pulpit or sitting in my church office. Now, is that to say there's no ministry opportunities whatsoever and we should just burn the whole thing down? Some, pe- some people would say, yes, I'm not there yet. I'm not there to say we should just completely shut down the institutional church as we know it. But what I am saying is this, a new wineskin mentality is going to be open to saying, well, maybe we should have pastors more involved in the marketplace and not less. Maybe we should, instead of putting pressure on pastors to be holed up inside a church building for 40, 50, 60 hours a week, by the way, earning very little minimum you know, subpar salaries much of the time, instead, let's get them out in the marketplace where there's actually people, where they're really going to encounter people who are far from God, who are not coming through the doors of your church this Sunday, Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a strategic kingdom thing. Maybe the new move of God is actually to move his church outside of the institutional walls that we've built that sit empty most of the time anyway throughout the week and get his people out actively engaged in the marketplace. I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to always know the perfect will and voice of God. I don't claim to speak for him. But I've got to believe on some level God is absolutely doing that to some degree. And old wineskins are going to push back against it because old wineskins care way more about us still looking like the church that I grew up in that has Sunday school and Sunday morning church and Sunday night church and Wednesday night this or that. Mind you, no one's coming to these things. Our numbers continue to decline. But hey, as long as we got a few Gladyses coming through the door, we're just going to stay faithful, praise God, and uh, ignore the fact that Day after day, week after week, year after year, we are not making a, a very big impact in our community. But as long as it all looks good on the outside, we'll pat ourselves on the back and say we're being faithful in ministry. I am open to a new move of God in our culture. And if that new move of God has pastors that look a whole lot more like business owners in their community, I'm totally cool with that. And by the way, I would contend in my business experience, in the little small handyman business that I run, I would say ditto on that. I have way more opportunities. I'm also in the you know, fire service. I have way more opportunities to, to have kingdom conversations, Jesus conversations with regular ordinary people who are not showing up to church this Sunday through those business marketplace endeavors than I ever had in my role as a full-time pastor. So just want to challenge you with that. I want to encourage you with that. Hopefully that doesn't sound like a big Debbie Downer, but instead hopefully that's an inspiration and an encouragement. 
to lean into some new things that God might be doing in our day instead of opposing them and shooting arrows at the guys that are out front trying to lead this charge. So I want to offer something up before we wrap up today. I don't know, Pastor, where you are and what's going on in your life, but if this is intriguing to you, if you're like, okay, John, I'm I'm in. Like I, I know I need the income. I want to be in business for myself. I see business as a way to bring some needed revenue into my family that's going to be more effective than just going and working a job where I'm trading my hours for some, you know, minimal dollars somewhere else. But I don't know how, I don't know where to get started. I need a community. I want to invite you to consider being a part of our business builders community. We have got some awesome things going in that group right now. The business builders is basically a weekly group coaching program that we've got through it's not really a program, it's a community. And in that community, we are celebrating and encouraging and holding accountable and walking alongside of pastors who are launching businesses in the marketplace. And so if if you're like, man, I need some people around me to be an encouragement. I'm tired of hearing all the negativity from other pastors, peers, mentors, church people in my life that kind of represent that old wineskin way of thinking Man, I want to invite you to come on in to our business builders community. If you go to entrepastors.com forward slash business builders, you can read a little bit more about the membership community there and what's offered. We would love to have you come in and be a part of that. But guys, hopefully you have found this to be an encouragement uh, this week as we've been talking about this. I'd love to hear any feedback. Feel free to share your thoughts, comments, questions, pushback, whatever you got for me. I'd love to hear. Reach out to me at John J O N at entrepastors.com and let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how I can come alongside and serve you in this season of your life and ministry. I'm grateful to have you tuning in today to this episode and we will be back tomorrow with an awesome guest for our Friday episode. So come on back. We will see you in tomorrow's episode. God bless everyone.